Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with everyday conversation from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I am your co-host Tiffany, and today on episode three, you are going to hear me interview my co-host Craig. Funny thing about today's episode that we did not plan in any way, if you are listening to these podcast episodes as they land in real time, today, April 24th, is Craig's birthday. How great is that, that we planned an episode all about him so you guys can learn a little bit more about his background and his history and where he's come from and where he's going. You get to hear all about that on his birthday. So please join me in welcoming my co-host, my best friend, my favorite person, my baby daddy, the love of my life, my husband, Craig. Welcome to the How To Gurus. This is episode three. Hey, Craig. Hi, Tiff. So episode three is happening. We're still doing this podcasting thing. Y'all are still listening. We definitely appreciate it. We thank you for all the support that we continue to receive. Everyone is so encouraging and we just have a great community of people that's been rallying behind us and Mm -hmm. telling us they're excited to hear and that we're doing a good job. So thank you guys for all those kind words. If you uh, will follow us on Instagram and share the podcast, that definitely helps writing um, or typing (laughs) a review on your favorite podcast app. I know not all of the podcast apps have a review option, but Apple Podcasts does. It does. And we have another review that I'd like to read. Yay. This is from Positive Patsy. I love that name, Positive Patsy. So excited for this podcast as I'm an avid podcast listener. I love the banter between y'all. I do believe that this podcast will be a great addition to my list of podcasts that I listen to regularly. I can't wait for more episodes. Aw, Thank thanks, you, Positive, Patsy. Positive Patsy. That's awesome. So leave us a review and we are reading them on our show. So yeah. we really appreciate it. So last episode was episode two. All about two. I was all about me this week. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. It's going to be all about Craig. Who are you? Where are you from? How'd you grow up? Like all all the things. I know all of this. Oh. But our listeners, as I think you mentioned in the last episode, a lot of people in our life haven't known us all of our life. Yeah. We have a lot of friends that we have gained through our church, which we've only been going to for about three years. And we have a lot of people in our lives that have come to us through our children who we've yeah. only had for 12 to 16 years. <laughs> yeah, but even some of those friends and friendships, I feel like, have happened even in the last even handful year, of years. Yeah. As the kids have gotten into the school sports or they've gotten into clubs or whatever, mm-hmm. you get those new friends. You don't talk about 
everything about your childhood, where I was born and gone to school and all right. that kind of stuff. You just don't get into that kind of stuff. Not typically, right. Not with a large group of people. It's just a right. handful of people that know that about you. And a lot of times it's as you're friends with them over the years. So we thought since we're doing this show about how to help people and using our life experiences to do that, that maybe some of you are interested in where we come from. So if yeah. you want to know about where some about where I come from, you can listen to episode two to hear a little bit about where I grew up and my childhood, my goals and aspirations of life and what it's like to be a mom and all those great questions that Craig asked me. And so now it's my turn. Uh oh. <clears throat> so I have my list here. <laughs> oh, you, why do you now, look nervous? <laughs> you're not, you can't copy what I. Why? Because those were good questions. I, yeah, but that's not I fair. didn't even, guys, I didn't have to prepare anything. Yeah, I didn't prepare. That was just. Off what, the cuff. You know, off the cuff. What you thought people would want to know. But okay. I wish that everybody could have seen your face on some of the questions. I know. Because you were stumped. Were you stumped because the question was so good? Or were you stumped <laughs> because I asked a question that was that good and you're shocked that I asked that? It was very insightful. That did not surprise me okay. that okay. you were insightful. It just was like, oh, I wasn't prepared for <laughs> to talk about my feelings necessarily. And it wasn't really feelings, but kind of. I thought I was just going to talk about what I did as a kid. You know, yeah. like that I don't really have to think about too much. I, I lived that life. I right. can just say it. Well, beware. Mm. I've been through counseling. <laughs> yes, so I you may have. Use some of those More tactics. than once. So you, yeah. you know. But you know what? I've learned. I've grown. I have also been through counseling. Yeah. FYI to the listener, we are not licensed professional no, counselors, <laughs> but we have both been to counseling. So we can pretend. Yep. We know. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Feel. <laughs> you do get or asked that a lot. To go deeper. Yeah. No, but I it mean, is true. Truthfully, I didn't know how to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I did learn through counseling, you know, mm-hmm. just to be able to say, open it up a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, unpack that. Well, know. and that's how you get closer to people when you are more vulnerable. It's attractive yeah. to people, it's attractive to me as your spouse. But it's also attractive in friendships. Attractive may not be the right word for like a friendship, but people, they feel closer to you. They feel like they can relate to you. You can have better conversation because you're not just on the surface with them. You're going a little bit deeper. We're going to do that just a little bit here today, just so our listeners can get to know us a little bit better. And we want to earn the right to be heard. So we want to keep this podcast space honest and authentic and vulnerable. And so we are starting that off with who are we? Who are the gurus? So we're going to talk about who is Craig today? First question, are you ready? This is an easy one. And it is similar to what you asked me because I do think it's a good place to start is where did you grow up? And what was your family like growing up? Well, I was born in Indiana. Yes, so you were. I was an Indiana Hoosier. He's a for, Yankee. Oh, oh <laughs> Sorry for those of y'all who are from the north. That was very inconsiderate of her to call Yankees <laughs> on, the, on the air here. I was born in Indiana. I don't remember much about it. Um, we moved here to Murfreesboro, I think, in 1984. I was four years old. I do remember a little bit about Indiana. I remember playing with my little friend that I had up there. I do remember the snow, you know, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it's so much of a far memory. But I do remember the house we moved to when I was four years old here in Murfreesboro. I can still remember the ad- address, everything. I was always the type of kid that enjoyed being outside and was constantly, if you ask my parents, 
was probably constantly getting in trouble. <laughs> Not but, you. I know, no. I know. But I do remember being out, being on my bicycle, building ramps, jumping stuff, doing whatever I could do. Our son is exactly like you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, we lived here in Murfreesboro from the time I was four till about the time, I think it was around eight. It was about four years that we were here and my family worked together to be able to and when I say work together I mean I literally remember we like did this night job or whatever where we went and cleaned banks and like the town city hall here in Murfreesboro which is hilarious to think about now like y'all your family was the custodian the four of you yes were custodians for this bank at night or city hall my dad would go and vacuum everything and I think my sister cleaned the kitchen or something like that my job was to wheel the trash can around get all the trash and I had to clean ashtrays. This was back in the day when <laughs> people could 80s. smoke in, the in their city office hall. in City Hall. And as a little, I think I was probably six, seven years old, I think. I was, you know, cleaning out ashtrays and cleaning out trash cans. And we just did it. We did it as a family because that's what we did to be able to pay for the land. And we moved to the little town of Bellbuckle. Home of the RC yes. Cola Moon Pie Festival. The one little flashing yellow light town. I think they've upgraded now. They've got oh, some have more. they? Yeah, Haven't driven nice. through in a long time. But it's it's definitely a Mayberry. Um, <laughs> small, tiny little town. Enjoyed growing up out there in the country. You know, we had a little bit of land where I was able to romp and, you know, have fun and got to ride dirt bikes and go-karts and just play around doing the fun stuff that I enjoyed doing. We hunted out of the land, you know, right in the backyard. Had a fort in the trees in the back and the rest of the year it was a fort and during hunt season it was a tree stand and, you know, we hunted. Just got to have a lot of fun. I was homeschooled. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was homeschooled the entire time. My first experience of school ever was college. So it was a major eye-opening experience. That surprises so many people yes. when they find that out about you. And if you listen to episode two, and I said that, that that's kind of where this idea came from of explaining. That was the situation that came up. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I said that I was homeschooled, and I would never been to school until college and he was like what are are you serious are you joking i was like no seriously that was my first experience ever and he was like i didn't know that about you k-12 homeschooled and i think a, a lot of reason for that is there's a stigma around it i think things in the past have been oh if you're a homeschooler you're backwards and you're awkward and all this kind of stuff. And that's not I think that's the old is. way of thinking. That's the old way of thinking. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think that's it's like saying. that now. But because yeah. I know plenty of people, even in today's society, that go to school, regular public school, whether it be private school, whatever. It's just personalities. Yes. And I think that's what it is. But, again, back in the day, I think it was a stigma. Mm-hmm. That that's just... If you were a child that, you know, struggled or if you were a child that was really shy or something like that, you know, your parents might, you know, homeschool you and keep you at home or whatever. Or maybe you had protective parents, so they keep you at home. That wasn't really my experience. I enjoyed being homeschooled, mainly because I did want to be outside playing all the time. There was lots of times I did school in my treehouse. That's so great. Get on my little dirt bike, drive back to the treehouse, go up, do my schoolwork. So it was a lot of interesting. It was a lot of fun stuff. We were part of a Rutherford County Homeschool Association here mm-hmm. in Murfreesboro. So even though we lived out in Bubble we drove in. It was our Friday thing. And our family only had one car. So we'd take dad to work. And then so that we had the car to go do all the activities. And we had to go back and pick him up in the afternoon. So Friday mornings, we would go 
take him to work. And then we'd have like a few hours before we would even be able to uh, go to the activity that was planned or whatever. And so we'd go to the old Hickory Hollow Mall and hang out and go Woo-hoo. to the Mr. Bulky candy store sometimes. And you know, just a lot of fun stuff. So I had, you know, had the traditional back then traditional because it's not traditional now by any means. But I had the traditional family where dad was the breadwinner out working and mom stayed home with us and worked in the house and definitely uh probably put in more hours harder work raising <laughs> me but I, for sure easy. <laughs> i have one sister she's a, two years older than me mm-hmm. she's my older little sister <laughs> and if you all would know her you'd know why i say that she is she's a small person not like a little four, person two and she's a half. small mm-hmm. yeah she's a little short you know you're not super tall. I know. But you're taller than she is. Yeah. But <laughs> whenever people see me and I say, that's my big sister, it doesn't look, you know. Do you think that she looks younger than you too, maybe? <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> yes, she looks younger than me too. So anytime somebody's, I, you know, they just don't get that I'm the younger one. Yes. <laughs> She's small. She's petite. She's got the younger face. She looks 35. Okay. Shout out to (laughs) Katrina. Okay. So yeah, had a great childhood, you know, got into the teen years living out in Bell Buckle. There's nothing to do. No. So you pretty much drive. And I look at that today as we have a 16 year old girl, Taylor, you know, she's out on the road, you know, in today's day and age, we have the cell phones and you have the apps that can, you know, see where she's at, how fast she's going, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And I look back and think about the fact that we lived way out in Bellbuckle and we went to church in Manchester, which is where you and I met, and we'll get into that more later. Went to church in Manchester, which means you develop relationships with people there. Mm-hmm. And so Bellbuckle to Manchester is probably about a 35-minute drive. Probably, yeah. And as a teenager, I got a job. My first job was, well, I had a first little part-time job at a little pizza shop, but that didn't last very long. That was right down the road from me. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> That's a whole other story. My very first like real job, I was a teller at a credit union in Shelbyville. Bellbuckle is right in the middle between Shelbyville and Murfreesboro, pretty much, like almost exactly. And they're about 15, 20 minutes from Bellbuckle each. And uh, so I was constantly on the road. Thinking about that now as a parent, wow, took a lot of faith from my parents. And Yeah, that's um, so true. And there was times when... They got a call that I had run off the road or, you know, something, you know, and, and I think back to that, you know, I, I mean, I remember one time when I had an accident, I literally had to, it was at night and I had to run up a long, dark driveway to someone's house to make a phone call, ask to use their, knock on their door and at night, it's dark, Mm -hmm. knock on the door and say, Hey, can I use your phone? I just had a wreck and I need to call my parents. I just can't fathom that now. They just let you in their house yeah. to use their phone. They let me in the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need some water? You know, they were so sweet. It's just a different day and age. It is. Um, so it I enjoyed the day and age that I lived or I grew up in. And I tell Rylan all the time because he's just like me. <laughs> tell him all the stories of the things that I, stuff that I got into and the things that I did. And I tell him all the time, you do know that we live in a different day and age and <laughs> you can't get away with those kind of things. <laughs> You would get in big trouble. Oh, he'll find his ways, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it was a great childhood. We were brought up in church. We joke. We were the ones that opened the doors and shut the doors. You know, we'd be at the church for a while or whatever, and they would just end up handing us the key and be like, well, you can go ahead and lock up. (laughs) Partly because uh, of my mom. She's a a good talker, just like me. I get it Mm -hmm. honestly. You do get that from her. So, I do. I 
honestly get it from her. My mom was always the church pianist. So, you know, she can be up there playing. And as a rowdy little kid, it was kind of funny. I never realized it until I became a parent. But my mom could be up there playing the piano, literally in the middle of a service, just be playing away. And I would be acting up or doing Mm -hmm. something. And all I would hear in a whole church while everybody's singing, I'd hear a... And literally, I'd look up and she's like somehow got that third eye going on, seeing me goof off in the middle of the church and she would straighten me out while playing in the middle of the church. And she wouldn't miss a note, probably. Wouldn't miss a note, yeah. (laughs) I remember just a lot of family time. We've got a lot of family, but they were up... As you pointed out, that my family's Yankee. Yankees. Um, that's not a bad term. I don't know why you had to make a disclaimer about that. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> now, most of my family are from Pennsylvania. I don't know where Indiana and then Pennsylvania happened, but my, I think my dad followed a job to Indiana, and that's where I was born. And then that's how I've Tennessee. heard it, yeah. But anyhow, most of my family's in Pennsylvania. So I do remember we would make that long journey to Pennsylvania a couple times a year, usually, mm-hmm. and enjoyed going and hanging out with cousins i have huge family lots of cousins like to the point where i have some cousins that i don't even know probably yeah i'm sure i just don't have a lot of memories of certain ones you know most of my cousins i do know and i get to uh, enjoy following them now as an adult you know because we can keep up with everybody on facebook and instagram and all that kind of stuff yes Uh, So it is neat to follow their lives and to be able to just see what they're doing. That's exciting. But it is a lot because we have a lot of family. You um, do have a lot of family. Your parents both came from families with a lot of siblings. Yeah, my dad had six and my mom had seven siblings. And Mm -hmm. so total kids, six and seven, six and seven. Yeah, they're big families. Christmas was always wild, loud and crazy. Yeah. On both sides. I mean, I had cousins that, you know, I was getting in trouble with on the one side and wrestling and goofing off. And then I had cousins on the other side that I was goofing off and, you know, having fun with there too. So if you know us, we're loud and crazy and (laughs) fun. And when we get together, we get louder and crazier and more fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's it's really cool. And biggest memories I have of going to Pennsylvania, especially at Christmas time and stuff like that, is being able to go sledding and all the snow and everything. And uh, it's been really cool as our kids have come along and we've gone up there to visit when they were little is they got to experience a little bit of that. So it was really cool. It was really fun. I enjoy those memories. Yeah. When our kids were little and getting to go up in the snow. Yeah. I remember the first time you got to go. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun. And we, were, I think we were dating. We were engaged. Yeah. We were it engaged, was in the spring, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to go up there. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's a beautiful place. And it's a lot of fun. And of course, it's always fun when you get together with family. So, yeah. so yeah. I've had a good childhood, good growing up. And, you know, we graduated high school and moved off to college. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Chattanooga, as you talked about. After college, decided to come back to Murfreesboro because it was just home. It's just where we felt at home. Chattanooga was not our home. We enjoyed the people down there. We enjoyed mm-hmm. what we did. But it really was just going down there and going to college. We you know, always knew that was the plan and yeah, God didn't change it. So. Right. And, and we were just staying on track with that. I wasn't exactly excited about college. No? Just not that type of oh, person. You not know? the studious sort. You know, I crammed a, a little degree and you know, I got it out able to get through and actually have a piece of paper which i have no idea where that's at um i'm sure we could find it if we had to yeah maybe if we had to but you to say that you want to get done as quick as possible and all that is true but you are a good 
student. You were yeah. a good student then and you still are because in your adult life, you've had to do a lot of certifications and things. Um, you are very book smart. You just don't like I it. I just don't like it and I stress. And you're not going to say this, so I'm going to say it, but he graduated from college with, <laughs> the, with distinction is what they called it. It's like with honors. Yeah. I just get a special little tassel. That was it. <laughs> yes. I was ready to get out, ready just to move on. I worked full time. You worked full time as I went to college and I mm-hmm. worked full time. And yeah, and that was just a challenge in itself. I mean, we were young, both of us together and we'll get into this. You'll learn more. You're like, wait a minute, Ooh. what is that? But yeah, you'll learn more about us in the next episode as we talk about our marriage and about who we are as a couple. It was a big adjustment as a young man just to go through all that. So good childhood. Yeah. Uh, high school was fun. Got a lot of good friends through the high school years. And the neat thing about for me is, yeah, I had the homeschool group that I grew up in Mm -hmm. and being a part of the Rutherford County group of homeschoolers. We were able to have a group of people that was like your schoolmates. Yeah, we didn't do school together every day. We didn't do that, but we did do activities. So Friday was our activity day going back to, well, I had a long way around. Yeah, back to that. (laughs) Back to um, the Friday thing. We would go skating roller skating we'd go swimming at the sports com we go bowling mm-hmm. just they would put together those activities just so that you'd have interaction with other kids yeah you took because, a theater class with yeah, a lot of them we did theater my mom actually was a theater director mm-hmm. did the theater thing and it was kind of like i guess that is normal for theater to be like choir stuff too but you know did the yeah there's usually it's usually musicals but mm-hmm, uh, a lot of times yeah had a lot of fun with that we would do not a comedy night but we would have wow my mind just went completely blank. oh i don't know i don't know what you're trying to I'm where trying everybody to think. would do their own little thing you know yeah what's that called I don't know. I'm glad you can't help it either. <laughs> like some people would sing like a talent show, but not talent yeah, show. Yeah, kind of a talent show type thing. Yeah, like an ex... Yeah. I don't know. We would do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we would do skits and stuff like that. and you know, different Variety things. show. Variety show. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're recording how. this kind of late. Sorry. <laughs> That's not even it because I couldn't remember that whether I was like just getting up or not. It's because you don't do that anymore. Yeah, no. So anyhow, we did do that. So that was, you know, that interaction, that was a lot of a way to, that you would have other people in right. your life. And so I graduated with a class of like probably 20 to 25. The difference is, and as I've gotten older and I'm realizing this now, is just through like going to your like high school reunions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. and seeing how close you were to some of your classmates and stuff like that, and that you still have contact with a lot of them. The difference is, is, I mean, when I graduated high school, that was pretty much it. I mean, you don't really have, because in the group, there might not have been, it wasn't 20 or 25 my age. Right. So when I say I graduated 2025, it's within an association. It was a bigger group. They weren't necessarily part of your. People from Mm -hmm. Brentwood, people from Franklin. And so we had an actual graduation and all that kind of stuff, but they weren't people that I associated with. I mean, mm-hmm. there might've been two or three, I think, if yeah. I look back and I don't, I can't even remember. So that's what's bad. And I am Facebook friends with some of them and keep up with some of them, but a lot of them aren't just from my quote grade or class or whatever. Right. So having a reunion would not work because it would be with two people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, because you would hang out with a lot more, you know, a, a diverse amount of people as yes. far as 
different ages and different grades and stuff like that. So it, it was different. Yeah, it was totally different. The other thing and the thing probably that I have the most uh, as far as memories is church friends. Yeah. We were heavily involved in church, uh, as I was saying. And so, you know, developing those relationships and being able to continue that through the years has been where I pulled my friendships from. It wasn't necessarily just the homeschool group or whatever, which was, you know, a few select number of people. So I would have, you know, we would get involved heavily in church and lean heavily on the youth departments and you know teen groups and stuff like that that we were a part of so a lot of my closest and deepest friends have been from that so from church groups yeah yeah that's good that's a good place to find friends can be can be so how did you meet jesus just at church because you went all the time yes just you know he just showed up there at church (laughs) no literally hi my name's craig i need you um i came to know the lord as really young child and I, I remember vividly you know because I grew up in church because mom and dad had us in Sunday school and had us in church it was talked about at home and mm-hmm. you know it was always something that was presented on a regular basis and I remember as just a little guy I can remember pastor Charette gave an invitation and he was like you know the old school invitations you know and uh, I remember tugging on I think it was my dad's arm or something and say I want to get saved And he took me up there. And what I remember the most about it, and I don't even know if my parents remember this or if they do or not, but what I think was funny is, is I remember that I didn't have my shoes on Mm -hmm. and they took me up there and Pastor Trent, you know, picked me up and had me in front of the church after they talked to me, you know, and everything. And and I was just this little dude for some reason. That's what, you know, stays in my brain or whatever. But I came to know the Lord as a young child. And I think that is something that is important But at the same time, it definitely comes with its challenges because as we grow, it becomes the norm. And it's like, I'm not challenged to, it's like, okay, I did that. I made that decision. I was, I'm done with that part. And no, I think as our faith grows, as we grow, excuse me, our faith should grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to get in a rut ever with your faith. And it's something that challenged me several times over my life. You know, there's been several times where I've had to just sit back and say, hey, I need to rededicate myself to God. And so there's been a couple of times where I've done that and just kind of get a recharge, you know, and a refresh and hit the refresh button. But I am glad that through it all, even though maybe I needed the refresh button, God was always there and that he was always and always has been a part of my life and has been something that has been really prevalent. I mean, mm-hmm. I sit back and I wonder, you know, sometimes how people can go through life and don't have Jesus. And, yeah. you know, it's just, there's a peace there. And even mm-hmm. though we go through hard times and we go through struggles and we go through things, it just, there's a peace that comes that knowing that, all right, God, you're in control. Nothing Amen I can do that. anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, I've tried everything on my own and I've failed. So <laughs> it's yours now. Yeah. And, you know, we and do. there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. hope so. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been my journey. Um, yeah. I, at, in high school, I wanted to, I did go to, like we were saying, I went to college in Chattanooga. I went to Tennessee Temple University and went to a 
Christian university. Tennessee Temple is a Christian university. And, you know, I felt the call to do that mm-hmm. and at least strengthen my faith as well as strengthen my knowledge so that I could use that and utilize that knowledge to be able to help minister to others as we were talking about in an earlier episode that we, you know, did work with youth really soon out of being in the <laughs> youth department. Um, but I also was looking further on down the road. It was something to just help sharpen the pencil a little bit, so to speak. What are you interested in? What do you like to do? Oh goodness. I think people, a a lot of people know this about you, but because you talk a lot about your hobbies and what you're interested in. I like to do a lot of things. (laughs) I really do. Um, You're a how-to guru. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. As I talked earlier, anything that has to do with a motor and wheels, I mean, I'm going to love it. (laughs) Uh, And that's from being able to ride it, race it, tear it up, fix it, repeat. (laughs) Um, I am a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just just a little bit. Put that out there. You've Um, calmed down some. I have. And mainly because it hurts a little bit more. (laughs) and for longer. Um, <laughs> I you do don't it. bounce like you used to. Bounce oh, no, back. I bounce. <laughs> I just don't bounce back. <laughs> I bounce and flop. <laughs> Anything with a, a motor and wheels. But I like hunting. And I've thoroughly enjoyed just this last year. Started my son, Rowland. Has started for his first time going hunting. And that was such a fun experience. Yeah. Such a blessing to get to go do that with him. So, yeah. Love shooting guns. Love hunting. Just going out and having fun with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I enjoy working out. I've always liked working out. I remember as a teenager, started working out. And me and a bunch of buddies would just try to kill each other working out. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't. And when I went to college, I actually worked at a uh, health and nutrition store and was able to really gain a lot of knowledge about working out, about your nutrition part of it, and just being able to learn the skills of what kind of the more detail of it. And so I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you learned a lot about sports and yeah. nutrition in that few years. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, so anyhow, I've taken that and even to this day, you know, I still take a lot of nutritional supplements and try to be able to, it's more for recovery now. But <laughs> more recovery than performance. <laughs> yeah, more recovery than performance. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it till it hurts. And then, you know, I've had to learn to back off a little bit. But it's one of those things that I, you like that burn. You like that pain. You like that feeling just of stretch, you know, and it hurts a little bit. Not a lot of people like that. <laughs> um, but I like that feeling. I you like, like to, to be in pain. Got in it. Pain. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no muscle pain. It's different. Fun factoid: I'm not flexible at all. At uh, all. At all. It's yeah. Like it's oddly not. Yeah. Flexible. Can't hardly scratch the back of my neck. You know that type of thing. But yeah. It's, and it has nothing to do. You are very broad and big in your upper body but i don't it doesn't really have anything to do with that no i just not flexible because it doesn't that. matter how remember, what size you are i remember in elementary school age not elementary excuse me and probably middle school age um we did the presidential physical fitness thing oh right mm-hmm. yeah they still do uh, that in yeah elementary school yeah i did everything just fine i had no problems did the running did the pull-ups push-ups you know sit-ups whatever but they had to do that stupid sit and reach. And that's <laughs> you can the get past only your knees. thing 
That's the only thing that was keeping me from getting that award, the Presidential Physical Fitness Award. Oh. Not even, it was probably like a little certificate. No, I was getting that award oh, because man. some of my buddies were literally getting behind me and pushing me. Was that to try allowed? To get that. No, well, they were trying to stretch me out. Oh, oh, oh. And I guess it worked because I was able to get it. But I, oh my goodness, that was the most painful That's thing so ever. But, funny. So I've never been flexible. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But oh, I guess I need to do yoga. That, oh, that would be great. We could do it's that together. <laughs> oh, I just got excited. Go do that yoga where they got the, the, the goat yoga. Crawl mm-hmm. all over you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It seems ridiculous. I don't get that. <laughs> what happens when I they have to go? <laughs> Do they just go all over you? Ew. Well, I don't know. It's I just my know. thoughts. So. I had, well, that's, a, I mean, it's a valid thought yeah, about that, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but anyhow, that's my hobbies. So how do you like to spend your time? Do you like to spend your time doing those hobbies? Oh, yeah. I enjoy working on the things with motors and wheels, you know, that type of things. Mm-hmm. I love working on my motorcycle, working on trucks, cars, Piddling around in the garage and the shop. I love going to the gym, like we were talking about. I enjoy spending time doing that more now than probably I ever have. And mm-hmm. that's mainly because Rylan's getting into it so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, he beats me to the garage half the time. You know, he's out in the shop just playing with something. And I know I like that kind of stuff, but I also enjoy spending time sitting on the couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. I do think that I'm the type of person that has a balance. I get to points where i'm like you know what nope i'm not doing anything else i'm sitting down and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna relax i appreciate that about you Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people can't relax a lot of people have a hard time just being able to sit and do nothing mainly because they're thinking about the 15 other things that they got to do and i have that but i'm able to get out of that box in my brain and Mm -hmm. be able to just get into the relaxed box and and chill and that's a really good quality because there's a lot of value in rest yeah i mean it's just necessary for me and i i need that and each person is different but i specifically need that i need time to just chill and sometimes that can be for a couple days straight where i just come home and i'm like no i'm not going outside not gonna do it and it happens more in the winter time when you you just don't feel like doing anything and summertime when it's pretty i just have a hard time not being outside Mm -hmm. i just i just enjoy that i enjoy spending time hanging out with family i really thoroughly enjoy just being able like especially when it's like the kids idea Mm -hmm. like hey let's have a, a movie night or let's have a game night or let's you know do whatever i mean it's like Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. do it. You know, I'm not going to turn that down. Ever. No. Mm-mm. I do. Uh, I do love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like being able to spend the time like that. So that's those are good ways to spend your time. Shoot you. So I mentioned this in episode two when you were interviewing me. I mentioned that you are very musically inclined. <laughs> I feel like because I mentioned that, that we should speak to that a little bit. That's been a seasonal thing in your life. And you're in an off season of that right now. So Mm -hmm. it's probably not on your mind to mention that. But growing up, it was a big part of your life. Oh, yeah. Because you do come from a musically talented family. I mentioned in my episode that I am not naturally gifted at all. Everything I know is because I was taught it. And I forgot everything because I didn't use it. But you have an incredible natural gift. And our daughter is the same way. Uh She, especially vocally, she has never been trained at all vocally. And she has a beautiful voice. She uses that 
at church um, in our youth group on the praise team. And it's yeah. so wonderful to oh, see her awesome to up there. Yeah. It, I love it so much. And she'll just like walk around the house singing. We hear her oh, singing yes. in the shower. Every a night lot. in the shower, she puts on her praise and worship music and just sings her little heart out. Yeah. And it's just, it is, it's beautiful to hear. Her musical taste is so broad. Like when she, when we go on a road trip, she likes to DJ and she'll <laughs> like, you'll be hearing this song where you're like, I'm not really sure this is appropriate. And then all of a sudden it's like a beautiful worship song. The yeah, next song, so like crazy. she just has to quite the, the variety, but what about but you? Like yeah. I mean, truly, I I'm do like think that. she gets I'm, that from you. I'm definitely a variety. I get bored of listening to the same type of music. So mm-hmm. I'll go through my country kicks where I'm listening to country music for a long time. Then I like my old classic rock and roll. Yeah, you and do. And then, you know, every once in a while I'll throw on some worship music and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I go through all kinds of kicks with my music and music has been a part of my life, my entire life. Mm-hmm. I started taking piano and guitar lessons whenever I was eight years old, around eight years old, maybe six years old, something like that. Really young. I took it for a long time and I really took lessons. And I said, t- said earlier that my mom was the church pianist. I did not take lessons from my mom. No. Because she was already your teacher all the time. Right. So I took (laughs) lessons from somebody else on piano and I took lessons from somebody, of course, on guitar. But I took lessons from a lady here in Murfreesboro, piano lessons, and she was able to hone in on my reading music, but more the the ear part. Mm -hmm. Because I've always been the type of person that I got to hear it. And once I hear it, then I can play it better. That's where I was able to hone in on those skills. Yeah, that's the gift. Playing by ear, I feel like. Yes. And it's not anything that's big um, by any means. I am not like this grand guitar player, piano player whatsoever. And it's because around probably about, I think it was around 13, 14 years old, probably. um, That was when I got too cool for lessons Mm -hmm. to play the piano or to take guitar lessons. And so, like you said, you know, it went through phases. So I dropped it and literally... Like I said, from about 13, 14 years old, I didn't play, pick up an instrument, didn't play anything. I don't even think I sang or did anything other than in the car, in the shower. You sang as a teenager. We had a youth choir. Yeah, but what I'm meaning is is I didn't pick up the instruments and do it like that. No. Yeah, I might have sang in the youth choir yeah. or whatever. But, no, um, you know, like when I we were dating, you never anything. really sat around and like no, played the guitar uh-uh. or the piano or anything no. like that. And so I do feel like if I would have kept with it, I probably would be a lot better. Or not probably. I mean, you would be if you kept with it that long. Until It wasn't until we moved back to Murfreesboro after college. And it was many years even after mm-hmm. that, we started the the youth band. And at our church, at yeah. At our church, you know, and, and wanting to play. And I can't even remember how it even got brought up. But I had a good friend that was like, hey, you want to help me do this? And I'm like, shoot, yeah, let's do it. And because, you know, through talking, it was, oh, yeah, well, I played, you know, piano and guitar way back, you know, years ago or whatever. Oh, well, you play? And I'm like, huh? I so, think it was because he he plays guitar predominantly oh, yeah, yeah. and he needed, he really wanted you to do keys because yeah. we didn't have a student at Absolutely. the time that could do it. Right. And so that turned into playing keys for the youth band mm-hmm. into later when the whole you know, praise and worship songs being in the big church, as we call it. Yes, um, we stopped doing hymns. You stopped doing the traditional hymns. Mm-hmm. You did the praise and worship songs. We didn't stop doing hymns. We, well, no, yeah. We I'm saying you didn't yeah, do the traditional piano things. and organ. Right. 
Um, and so you went into the full band and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that transitioned into, Hey, well, Craig can play the acoustic guitar too. So Mm -hmm. I would play acoustic guitar and I picked that back up and started playing it. So yeah, it was, uh, full time there for a long time that it yeah, was you played for a lot of years then a lot of years and had a lot of fun with it did a little bit of singing backup singing stuff like that mm-hmm. but mainly just playing the keys and playing rhythm uh acoustic and and i always tell people i said my p i'm not a piano player i'm a keys player and there's yeah, a difference there's a difference yeah. and uh i just play backup you know and i like to be the backup sound you know I'm, i've never been the type that wants to be the the main one because mm-hmm. there's much more talented people to do that. And, but uh, you help fill the but sound. I'm the fill, yeah. And I do like to get into the rhythm. And so yeah, I guess you that's do. where the He where also the dances is. while he plays the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I do. I do. I <laughs> he gets into it when it's, a, when it's a good song. Oh, yeah. You, um, why I say though that you're so talented, I understand what you're saying. Like you're not going to go put on a concert. No. But the fact that I can't even necessarily remember when I knew you played all of that like I did not realize how talented you were until you started doing it I think for the youth band at church or maybe even the praise band when quote big church that's what we call um adult church until you started doing that because you had like not played at all like when we were in college and early married we did not have a guitar or a piano or anything Mm-mm. in our house. No. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'll do this for the youth band. And I was like, oh, okay, well. And you did. <laughs> you just, like, picked it up and did. Yeah. And you just, that's why I'm saying you're very gifted. Like, you just know. And you have really good pitch with your voice. tone. You have a unique tone. I think you've heard that a lot with your yeah. singing voice. That's like a hidden talent that yes. a lot of people might not know about Craig. And now it's out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's fun though. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you play have been a little on bass a... every once in a while. Yeah. Um, just done a lot of fun stuff with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun, but I'm in a, in a down season right now with yeah. it. I haven't played in a while, but I do enjoy it. every once in a while. I'll just walk upstairs and pick up a guitar and start playing or turn yeah. on the piano and play something. It's usually when Taylor has a song and she's like, Hey, have you heard this song? And so we'll just go up there and I'll start playing it or something. And she's like, how do you do that? Yes. Yeah, she's <laughs> not figured fun. that out. how to do that yet i don't know if she will but yeah yeah what is your thoughts on our future like in like our family you stole that from me i did a little bit but i think because i answered it that people would be interested in your answer as well what i see and what i would like to and i'm working on that now a little bit is to work towards just personally in my professional situation Mm-hmm. Um, I want to work towards hopefully being a business owner. That's a big goal of mine. My future is in doing that. I would love to be able to travel more with you, mm-hmm. um, be able to, as the kids continue to grow, you know, as they move out, hopefully someday, um, <laughs> that will someday. allow us to spend a lot more time together. And when I look at spending time with you, I do want to be able to go and do things. Cause I think we're in a weird place right now and i shouldn't say weird it's just in a we're in a we're such a busy place Mm -hmm. in our life i mean we talked about the other day i think it was that you know it's just thinking about going out on a date night when we haven't done that in forever yeah and it's like we might have a night where we sit down together you know i might stop and get some ice cream or something yeah we spend time together yeah we spend time together lots of time together and that's great Mm -hmm. but you know my desire 
is to be able to go and to do fun stuff and to Mm -hmm. be able to go, you know, go out. I think right now we just both, by the time, you know, it's like we get one free night or we get one free afternoon. We don't want to go out. Yeah. Do you just want to sit and watch a movie? Do you remember (laughs) when the kids were little? We have neighbors that are close friends. Close. Wow. Close (laughs) friends of ours. Shout out Jeff and Courtney. Our kids and their kids are similarly aged. And we had like a good run there for a while when our kids were little that we would switch off sitters like their kids would come to our house and they would go on a date and then our kids would go to their house and we'd go on a date and we would do that every month but that's when the kids were little it was easier that's what i was just gonna say our kids were little their kids were little and they weren't involved in so much stuff or the things another parent to step in and go to your kids soccer game or something yeah that's when they just had like a practice once a week and a game once a week and And you're not gonna get a parent to take your kid to their practice you're not gonna be like hey uh, can you come that's so that we can go on a date yeah so we can go on a date you know that's not something you our kids don't we go do. to bed early anymore. No. Like that's another thing when they're little, they go to bed, like they're yeah. in the bed d- lights out by eight o'clock. Our kids always were when yeah. they were like in elementary school. Yeah. And now our daughter sometimes doesn't get home from work on the weekend until midnight. Yep. It's more challenging because you want to make sure you're available if they need you and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I may have stole your question, but I kind of feel like you stole my answer. Maybe Whatever. that just means we're on the same page. <laughs> Whatever. You have to go back and listen to your own episode. Okay. I'll do Mine that. It's different than yours. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing about your growing up years and your life with the How To Gurus listeners. Yes. And thank you listeners for leaning in and listening to episode three and finding out more about Craig. If you haven't listened to our past episodes, they're out there. Episode one, we let everybody know, why are we doing this? What's yeah. this podcast going to be? about and then i'm on your favorite podcast favorite podcast streaming and then last episode was all about me this episode's been all about you so next episode all about us yay you're gonna get to hear about how we met and how we do this thing called life together so hopefully that'll be a good one we appreciate y'all tuning in till next time how to gurus bye everybody Thank you for listening to episode three. Don't forget to subscribe and like the How To Gurus on your favorite podcasting app.